What's up everybody? My name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 22 where we will be talking about match day 22. Now this was an awesome week in the Bundesliga. Lots of action, lots of fun games. So we're going to talk about all of that. And at the end, we're going to do a deep dive on how VAR, Video Assistant Referee, or VAR as everyone calls it, works in the Bundesliga and in the Premier League kind of compare the two and get down to the controversy behind why it's so bad in the EPL. So we're going to talk about that, but for now, let's get right into the match days. First up, we have Dortmund versus the hot and cold Frankfurt. So Dortmund's been on a fire streak. You guys know that if you listen to this every week. And then Frankfurt has been kind of hot and cold, hot and cold, up and down. So we don't really know how they're going to be doing this week. Now, Dortmund rebounds from their loss last week against Leverkusen with a dominant victory over Frankfurt this week. They had a 4-0 clean sheet, had 64% of the possession, 17 shots to Frankfurt's one. They kept them to one shot in the game. They had 88% pass accuracy. So pretty much every category down the stats list, Dortmund dominated and came out with a 4-0 victory. So with this dominant game, they are showing they are here to play for the Bundesliga title. And with the Champions League coming up, they are here to play in the Champions League as well. So this is a great game for Dortmund going into the midweek Champions League game against PSG. So it's going to be interesting to see their form there. And hopefully their form in the Bundesliga helps them go deep in the Champions League, especially against a team with you know, the money of PSG and the players that PSG has and Mbappe and Neymar and so many great players. So we'll see if their form here continues on and transfers to the Champions League. Now in this game, even with captain Marco Royce and Julian Brandt missing, the team still gets a bunch of goals. They get goals through Piszczek, Jaden Sancho, of course Erling Haaland and Guerrero. So Holland continues his great form, his meteoric rise in the Bundesliga, and the team all around just play very well. Frankfurt, however, continue their form of being hot and cold, hot and cold week to week. I don't really know what to expect of them anymore. I don't know what to make of this. One week they play a great game, the next week you have games like this. So there's zero consistency. Maybe the one thing I could guess is maybe they need either a solid managerial change to give them a direction so they're not playing one way one week and another way another week or maybe they just need a big signing to put them over over the edge and play well week to week to week maybe they need a superstar signing or a really good signing that's missing in their lineup to give them that consistent form next up we have rb leipzig versus werder bremen now Leipzig grab a clean sheet versus Bremen. Now Leipzig show their depth on the bench here for sure. Even with Adams missing from an injury and then with Forsberg and Cuckoo and Poulsen all on the bench, they still score three goals. And by the way, none of those goals were from Werner either. You had Klosterman, Schick, and Mukiel all score goals for the team. So this team is showing that even with some really important players missing, either on the bench with their injury, they still have what it takes to get the job done and keep themselves at the top of the table. So with this victory, RB Leipzig actually goes to the top of the table with Bayern still to play, but they do overtake the top of the table with this victory over Werder Bremen. Now, 
This is Bremen's 10th defeat in 12 match days. They're second from the bottom in the table in the relegation zone. So this is a far cry from their form last year where they were scoring a goal in every single game in the Bundesliga deep into the season. This year they're not playing Claudio Pizarro as much and they're just not able to get out of first or second gear it seems. You know, 10 defeats in 12 match days is not a good look and they are definitely hovering in that relegation zone. I hope they don't get relegated. This is a team that's sometimes fun to watch. So I hope Bremen's able to stay up, but that will be determined by how they play from here to the end of the season. All right, next up we have Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Fortuna Dusseldorf. Now with this game, I believe Dusseldorf is also in the relegation zone, or near the relegation zone, at least, going into playing Gladbach. This match is a comfortable victory for Gladbach, 4-1. You get a brace for Lars Stindl, the captain, so that's good for him. That's probably awesome for his confidence and great for the fans as well. There was a great performance from Thuram as well. He seems to be a player that's like a workhorse, an engine for Gladbach, so he's playing really well right now. It doesn't seem like the team has missed Playa, who's out on red card suspension. It seems like they're still firing on all cylinders, even with one of their big playmakers and big goal scorers missing. So that is definitely a factor for Gladbach being consistent. Even if they have some important players missing, they're still able to put up four goals. Even if it is against a weak team like Dusseldorf, it's still important to keep that form going with players missing. Now, they're sitting with 42 points in fourth place, but keep in mind they still have one game in hand against Cologne, so that will become a factor in the race for sure if they keep their form up. Next up is Bayer Leverkusen versus Union Berlin. Now Bayer proved they definitely have a flair for the dramatic here with a game winner and stoppage time to seal the deal and win the game. Now don't take anything away from Union. They came to play and this was a good back and forth game for sure. Both teams traded goals early and late in the game. Union came with 21 shots, 7 on target, even though they had a minority of the possession in the game, less than 50%. So that's definitely impressive performance from Union Berlin, a newly promoted team against one of the better Bundesliga teams in Leverkusen. Union scores at 7 minutes. Kai Havertz scores at the 22nd. So it's good to see Kai Havertz hopefully getting back into better form for Leverkusen. He seems to be the one element that's been missing pretty much this entire season with only four goals in 22 match days. So good for him. And then late in the game, Bayer scores in the 83rd minute and then Union answers them at 87. So we're at 2-2 right now. So Union and Bayer going back and forth. Every time Bayer scores, Union's right there with them. And that's awesome to see in a football game. You love that. That's what makes it exciting and a nail-biter and keeps you watching till the very end. Now, one of the longest tenured, probably most loved Leverkusen players wins this game for them with a goal in the 94th minute, and that is Kareem Bellarabi. So congrats to Leverkusen on this win over Union. This actually was a, was a win they had to fight for. It wasn't theirs from the beginning. They had to earn this win against Union Berlin, and that they did. Now, Union is definitely making a splash for themselves in the Bundesliga this year. I think they're here to stay for a while. They're not getting relegated if they keep playing this way. And a good signing in the summer could really help them out. This has definitely been one of the most impressive newly promoted teams I've seen in a while. And I, for one, hope they stay in the Bundesliga for a long time. It's great to see 
Union play well, and it's going to be very fun to have another derby game to watch with Union and Hertha. So that's that. I hope to stay up here because with games like this, it makes the league way more exciting. All right, so speaking of newly promoted teams, Cologne takes on the record champions Bayern Munich. So Bayern Munich explode right out of the gate, and they're up 3-0 by the 13th minute with goals from Lewandowski, Coman, and Nabry. So, wow, that is an explosive start from the champions. 3-0, 13th minute. Louis pulls away from Vernon, the golden boot race here. He's ahead now, 23-20. Coman gets his first goal back from injury, and honestly, his first goal since August, which is a long, long time for him not to score. He did miss a chunk of the season towards the end of the Hinrunde, but... For Coman being a winger uh, attacking player to only have two goals in the season is very little. I expect more from him, and I, I, I'm actually a, a Coman defender amongst a lot of uh, Bayern fans, even though he doesn't really have the performance for me to back that up. But I just think there's a special element to him, and I hope this goal in this game brings back his confidence. I hope that he is able to keep his starting spot and do good things with it, because if not, there's players coming for it. Once Ivan Perisic is healthy... They might give it to him once the back line is healthy. They might put Alfonso Davies in that spot. So it's definitely important for Coman to get his confidence up, get his goal scoring up, and hopefully make an impact for this team. Nabri gets a goal as well, and Coman and Nabri are looking really good kind of playing together as the left and right wingers. However, this game was definitely the tale of two halves for Bayern for sure. As impressive as they were in the first half, they were equally, I would say, disappointing in the second. If it wasn't for Manuel Neuer proving and showing his return to peak, peak form and having a world-class performance as a goaltender, this game probably would not have ended the way it did. So Neuer had an amazing performance. He's a straight sweeper. This game really honestly reminded me of the, the Germany versus Algeria game in the 2014 World Cup where Neuer was out of his net, off the line, distributing the ball, playing almost like a center defensive mid, distributing the ball all, all around the pitch. He had that kind of a performance today. Plus, he had some incredible saves against Anthony Modeste and other players that kept the score line as low as it was. So that was really key on him because in the second half, Cologne did have some breakthrough opportunities. They did get through our defense a couple times, and Neuer had some beautiful, beautiful saves that kept us into the game. The final score, I believe, was a 4-1 scoreline, so Cologne did get one past us, and it definitely was in that second half when Bayern seemingly took their foot off the gas because they were coasting 3-0 in the first half, and they were just happy with that. If Bayern wants to go deep in the Champions League and if Bayern wants to play well against teams like Chelsea and the other teams that are still around in the Champions League and even some of the better Bundesliga teams, they can't have this, we're good for 45 minutes and then we suck for 45 minutes. They need to get their stuff together and play for 90 full minutes in order to win some key games. And that's going to be something to look out for in future Bayern games to see if they can do that. Now, Nori is sitting on eight clean sheets for the season. He is leading the Bundesliga goaltenders with that right now. One thing I do want to point out is uh, Anthony Modeste. So he was on Cologne a few years back and then got traded over to China and played in the Chinese Super League for a while. 
and then when Cologne got promoted back to the Bundesliga, I think he came back to play for Cologne. And a couple years ago, like the year that he left to China, that year he was actually challenging Robert Lewandowski for the Golden Boot. He had upwards of 20 goals that season and was right up there with Lewandowski. And then this season, he is just nowhere near the same form he was last year. He's a far cry from what he was years back when he challenged Louis for the Golden uh, Boot. But in this game, when he came off the bench, he did have a couple good, good goal-scoring opportunities. But Neuer, man, he was just in top form and saved each of them playing like a world-class goalkeeper. So hats off to both Modeste for trying to get Cologne back in the game, but Neuer for shutting him down. Now, with this win, Bayern are back on top with 46 points. And then you have RB Leipzig in second place right behind them. All right, that's it for this week's match day coverage, but I do have two shout-outs I want to make real quick. So now a quick look back at Hertha. So last week they lost to Mainz, and we were talking about their form, about how they're dropping and dropping in the table, and it was going to be interesting to see how they perform against the league minnows in Paderborn. Well, I'm going to report back that they did win the game against Paderborn 2-1, so at least they have that going for them. They can beat the minnows, and, you know, they get three points there, but they're still not doing too well in the Bundesliga overall, but at least they beat Paderborn. Also, I'd like to take a quick second look back at Schalke. So a few weeks back, Schalke played Bayern, and Alexander Nubel was out of that game, so they had to play with a backup goaltender, and Bayern just destroyed them 5-0. And I was talking about how potentially Schalke might be trying to punish Alexander Nubel and play the backup goaltender to punish Nubel for signing a, a transfer with Bayern in the summer. Well, in that time, Nubel has started every single game since the loss against Bayern, and he's even gotten two clean sheets in those games. So that is definitely not the route that Schalke went. They decided it's better for them to play the better player, get the points now, as opposed to punish him for getting his transfer. So that's how that all played out. All right, now that we're done with the match day coverage let's do a deep dive on var in germany and in the epl and talk about that now i'm a bundesliga fan i think it's really exciting football and i also think that it's a little bit ahead of the curve when it comes to certain things so var has been around in the bundesliga since the 2017-18 season so that's two years longer than it's been around in the epl this is the inaugural season of VAR in the EPL. Meanwhile, this is the third season of VAR in Germany. Now, first, let's lay down some of the ground rules of what VAR is, what it does, and then we can start talking about it a little bit more. So the rules in Germany is there are four categories where VAR can come into effect. That's goals, red cards, penalties, and then yellow or red card identities. Now, the way that works is for goals, every goal scored, VAR will check it and clarify if in the build-up play, if there was an offside, a foul, a handball, or another broken rule. If any of those happened, then the goal can be called back. Can, not will, but can be called back. Then, red cards. It can be used to justify whether or not a red card was properly given, or it can also be used to find conduct that was behind the referee's back that he didn't see to award red cards as well. Three, 
it can be used in penalty decisions, and that can decide whether a penalty given was correct or incorrect, and whether or not there should have been a penalty given when there was not one given. And lastly, in the case of mistaken identity for yellow or red cards, if a referee sees a foul but doesn't see which player specifically committed the foul and gives a yellow or a red card, VAR can intervene and tell the referee which player actually deserved the yellow or red card. Those are the cases where VAR, video assistant referee, can get in the ear of the referee on the pitch and correct him and share that information. Now, the VAR referee only shares the opinion of the referees in the VAR booth. He does not overrule the referee on the field, he just shares what he saw in the replays and in the videos. The ref then has three options. Option number one, he can change nothing, keep the same decision he made on the pitch, and continue the game. Two, he can listen to the video system referee, change the decision, and go with the decision that was told to him. And then number three, he can decide to check the replays on the VAR monitor station in the arena, check it out for himself, and then from there, make his decision whether he's going to keep his decision or change it. So those are the three options of how it works. There are four case uses for VAR. The VAR ref only shares his opinion, and then the referee on the pitch has the final say. It can have three decisions from there. Keep the decision, change the decision, go watch the replay. VAR can only intervene when a clearly incorrect decision has been made, and then the referee in the stadium has the final say. Now, the rules in the EPL are pretty much similar, almost identical in what I saw from the research I did. They just organize a little differently. It's still for goals, penalties, for direct red cards, and mistaken identities. So that's pretty much the goals, pretty much the same. Penalties, also the same, but it can check for double hits or encroachment upon the goaltender during penalty kicks, things like that. It also applies only to direct red cards. Only direct red cards are called, and this does not apply to second yellow cards, only direct reds, and the mistaken identity is the same. Now, the language in the EPL is for clear and obvious errors, and serious missed incidents are what can be overviewed by VAR. Not every single check requires the ref to view the replay. Most of them happen in the background and will just be told to the referee through his earpiece. If he decides something needs to be done, then he can stop and check it out. So, what is the big issue then between VAR in Germany and VAR in England? So Germany has had it, like I said, since the 2017-18 season. EPL just implemented in the 2019-2020 season. In Germany, not every decision has been perfect. There were growing pains, and now, now that we're in the third year here, I don't even notice when VAR happens in most games because it works so quickly, so efficiently, and it almost always gets the calls correctly to the point where there's barely an interruption into the flow of the game. Was that always the case? Definitely not. And I'm going to tell you some crazy stories, crazy incidents of what's happened with VAR that I think are head and shoulders worse than any of the complaints that EPL's fans have about how VAR has been implemented in England. But that's how new systems get implemented. There are growing pains, there are lessons learned, and through that, 
the system will get better and we see that in Germany already. So here's an example. The first ever goal of the 2017-18 season, the entire season, the first goal ever scored was determined through VAR. That game had 12 VAR checks. It's since been smoothed out, but there's still a lot of checks that happen every game. We just don't notice every single one. But in that game, you could tell it was a bit clunky. The referees would stop fairly frequently to listen in on the earpiece and make different calls there. But in that game, Robert Lewandowski was awarded a penalty that was determined through VAR that was missed by the referee. So that was a pretty key case, the first goal in the first game of the season. However, that call was correct. It was not controversial. Here are some of the controversial, probably pretty weird calls that VAR has made in Germany since its inception. One I like to call the locker room incident. I've talked about this in way, way past episodes. Maybe it was like episode one or two or something. But there was an incident. I forget the two teams, but I will definitely include the video in the show notes because it's pretty crazy. There was an incident where a penalty call was kind of missed right around stoppage time in the first half and was not called. So the referee blows the whistle, teams go in the locker room, and then as the teams are down the tunnel heading to the rooms, the referee decides that he made the wrong call, calls the teams out of the locker rooms after he had blown the halftime whistle, brings them back out on the pitch, awards a penalty kick, the team scores the penalty kick, ties the game up, and then they go back in the locker room for halftime. Now, I don't know if anything's happening like that in England, but I think that's a way worse error than any offsides call that Liverpool got this season, okay? So that's a pretty bad error. The teams are already in the dressing room. Some of the players are already in the dressing room when they had to get called back out, take a penalty, and then go back in the dressing room down a goal. So that's a pretty crazy error. There have been incidents where a red card was given, player was sent off, and then as he was walking off, they did a VAR check and changed the red to a yellow and brought him back on. And that was actually against Bayern. I forget who the player was, but the red card was reversed, given a yellow, and the player was able to finish the game against Bayern. Now, that's a huge, huge point for a team to lose a player, to go down to 10 men against Bayern Munich got to suck for him so this call was the right call that was made and it definitely helped that team in that game for sure now in the EPL it seems like every single you know hair or millimeter offsides call is taken away Germany doesn't really have that at least not anymore because as the years have gone by the refs have gotten used to the system they're used to the gameplay of how it works and they only really use it for major incidents that are incorrectly decided by the referee or missed by the referee. And the refs are more decisive, it seems, in Germany. They've had more time and more discipline, more use of the system to the point where it is seamless the way it was advertised. It doesn't really interrupt the flow of the game. It's used week in and week out in the Bundesliga, and it almost always gets the cause correct. There was a goal that Cologne scored against Bayern that was called offside. It was the right call. There was a call that Wolfsburg had last week against Hoffenheim that was offside. That was taken away. So week to week, the, the game last week with Leverkusen versus Dortmund, Jaden Sancho scored a goal, but there was a foul on the build-up play. That was taken back. 
So these things happen all the time, but you'd be hard-pressed to find a fan or a team that says that a lot of the VAR calls are horrible or egregious because they're just not anymore. Maybe it's the, the German culture and mindset and the German efficiency, but they get it right. There's not really headaches with VAR in the Bundesliga like there is in EPL. So for you EPL fans, I would say tough through it. You got to get through the growing pains, give another season or two, and it will fix itself. You will not have the horrible issues of having to come out of the locker room at halftime to take a penalty kick and then go back. Bear with it. It is a good system. It works very well. You just have to give it time. Now, I feel like the reason why there's so much controversy with the EPL is just because there's more media attention and more eyeballs on the EPL. So every little call can have 30 different announcers and pundits analyzing it and weighing in on the call. But at the end of the day, what the referee decides and what the VAR referee decides is the final call. So not with the VAR referee, what the referee on the pitch decides is the final call. But give it time. Forget about what the pundits say because that's why there's so much headaches over it. And wait a couple years and you will see that it is a great system. It eliminates horrible calls and it makes the game more fair and a lot easier to watch once you get the correct calls and once the flow and the discipline and the referees have had time to adjust to it, you don't even notice it in the background. It works very, very well and eliminates so much controversy. So sit tight. You guys will get to that point one day. But for the time being, if you don't like the headache of the EPL and their horrible VAR calls, come on over and watch some Bundesliga action and you will see how it's done right. I actually do encourage you guys, next week, pick one or two games in the Bundesliga, watch them beginning to end, and you will see how VAR is used. It's used in almost every game and how it always gets the correct call. So I encourage you to, to do that if you are skeptical of how it works. All right, now the last segment of the day is Man of the Match Day. So this week we have three contenders, and that is Schick. He got a goal and an assist. We have Wout Weghurst from Wolfsburg with a hat trick. And then you have Serge Gnabry with two goals on the night against Cologne. So this week I'm going to give it to Wout Weghurst. He leads Wolfsburg to climb into ninth place and overtake Frankfurt, who fall to Dortmund. And with this climb into ninth place, they could be making a potential push to get the last Europa League spot. So that is another race to look out for within the table of the Bundesliga. Congratulations to Wout Weghurst with his hat trick and his Man of the Match Day award. All right, guys. So that's it for episode 22. Check out the show notes. I'll have some highlights from some of the matches I talked about. As far as the news segments, I will have VAR rules and explanations from the Bundesliga side, and I'll have a video explaining the EPL VAR rules. So you can check both of those out. In the EPL one, you can actually see how the studio looks, how the setup there looks. You go in the booth and they go through a call it's all pre-recorded to a game, but you can go through the game and see what the VR referees are doing, are talking about how the system works, how they communicate with the referee. So it kind of gives you an insight onto some of that. All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram at 
welcome to the Bundesliga. That's welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. My email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That's w the number two bundesliga at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your questions and comments and answer them on air. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this week. My name is Andrew. I'll see you guys next time. Yeah.